You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, church family, welcome back to the Church Life Podcast, and Merry Christmas. So I am thoroughly enjoying our Advent devotions, and my friend today to be the voice of our church family is Ashley Smith. Hey, Ash. Hey, Ben. So, Ashley, um, you and I have been friends for a long time, and Mm -hmm. I want to say on our podcast, man, I love you. You have (laughs) meant the world to my family, to my wife, to my kids, and to me, and to our church. So thanks a lot for being with us today to be our Advent devotion reader. Yeah, thanks for having me. So what's your text today, Ashley? What are we going to read today? So we are reading... Reading Luke 1, 57 through 66. Okay, awesome. So I'm ready whenever you are. Okay, I'm pretty excited about this. It's the birth of John the Baptist. So here we go. When it was time for Elizabeth to have her baby, she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown her great mercy, and they shared her joy. On the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they were going to name him after his father, Zechariah. But his mother spoke up and said, No, he is to be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who has that name. Then they made signs to his father to find out what he would like to name the child. He asked for a writing tablet, and to everyone's astonishment, he wrote, His name is John. Immediately, his mouth was opened and his tongue set free, and he began to speak, praising God. All the neighbors were filled with awe, and throughout the hill country of Judea, people were talking about all these things. Everyone who heard this wondered about it, asking, What then is this child going to be? For the Lord's hand was with him. So, as I was reading through this, I needed to backtrack a little bit. So, I think it's pretty neat that... um, you know, Advent is this whole season of like coming. And we kind of talk about it as waiting for the birth of Christ. And as I was looking back through the first part of the chapter one, I just thought like, who knows waiting better than a pregnant woman? You know, <laughs> nine solid months. <laughs> right. Solid nine months. And we have two, two um, women who are waiting to give birth to these babies they were not expecting. Um, and if you're interested, church family, you can read back through um, chapter one. I'm sure there's some podcasts on this before. That's right. Yep. Um, but so we've got these two women who are waiting and the only person maybe who knows waiting better than a pregnant woman is a woman who has had trouble getting pregnant. Right. Amen. So Elizabeth has been waiting and month after month she has hope and then dashed hope. Hope again and then no hope. Hope again, no hope. Until eventually she just runs out of hope. You know, she gets old. Zachariah is old. The first part of the chapter tells us that they're old. And she's barren, so no hope left. Um, But then in chapter 1, she's given her miracle. She's literally given her hope back. Yeah. And, um, you know, God restores her hope. But even though she has this hope... We're back in the waiting for this fulfillment, yeah, right? right? So we're back in this long waiting um, for the fulfillment of her joy, which is another Sunday in Advent, which we're coming up to. Um, and so, but what a waiting period, right? So she's visited by the mother of God. You know, Mary comes, and along about the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, Mary comes. She's filled with the Spirit, which, of course, we know is not, you know, common occurrence at that time. The Holy Spirit hasn't been given to everyone yet. Um, so she's filled with the Spirit. And can you imagine what those two pregnant women talked about? Like, <laughs> That's right. So Mary is there for about three months. And I just think like, 
what can these two women who know waiting and longing, anxiety about these <laughs> these babies that they're carrying, what in the world did they talk about for three months, especially when one of them's husband is there, but quiet, like he can't even speak. So it's just the two of them, you know? (laughs) So it was crazy conversation in this time of waiting. And, you know, the Lord, maybe God sent Mary to, to Elizabeth during the hardest part of her pregnancy. The months seemed the longest and, you know, uncomfortable and all that. But anyway, so I think about, about that waiting, how it is literally her joy being fulfilled day after day, but it's still uncomfortable, right? So, and even through that uncomfortableness, that discomfort, she's filled with the Spirit, and she can recognize the work that is happening within her and around her enough to be filled with the Spirit, to bless the Mother of God um, just a few verses before this and be present in that waiting, which I think is beautiful. Okay, so then we finally get to our verses, and Elizabeth delivers her miracle. So all of her hope and her longing and her disappointment and her pain and her restored hope culminate in the hardest work of her life, in this labor, and she delivers her baby boy. So it's just a beautiful testament sometimes, I think, to how the waiting can be painful and get me long, but... Then she gets a miracle. And, and I think there's like there's no surprise that in the Bible there's this consistent metaphor of waiting and then going through a period of suffering before something really good happens. You know, that consistent image is birth pangs. Yeah. You know, as a woman in birth pangs, you know, you're waiting for this. That's a that's one of the most powerful images I know of yeah. for waiting and then then bearing through suffering and then enjoying, you know, hope and blessing. Yeah. And like through that pain, you got to remember your joy is coming. So she can see that her joy is coming. So she delivers her, her miracle son and then her neighbors come in and say, we're going to name this baby after his daddy. And she says, no, (laughs) his name is John, which as I'm sure has been covered was given to Zachariah in a vision by Gabriel and said, you're going to name this baby John. He's like, wait, what baby? We're too old. Okay, well, you're going to be mute. So she's literally speaking on behalf of her family and saying, no, the prophecy is he's going to be named John. We're naming this baby John. Mm, That can't be right, says the people. And so we're going to ask his dad. And Zachariah says, nope. She's right. We're naming this baby John. This baby is John. Right? <laughs> he writes it down John. on That's right. Write it down. Literally. This baby is John. And it's neat to me that at the moment of his obedience, like when when Zachariah is able to write, probably in a wax tablet, we right. don't know, but when he's able to write down, no, his name is John, all the things that Gabriel said have now been fulfilled, mm-hmm. and Zachariah's last act of obedience frees his tongue, yeah. and he gets to testify, and for the first time in nine months... <laughs> Gets to tell people about what Gabriel was like and about his, you know, the experience in the temple. Yeah. I cannot imagine. I know, right? Like, long time without talking. I can't imagine. <laughs> and I just want to like point, like for a second, that you know, Zachariah was the one who doubted and questioned at first that this was going to happen. Yeah. Rightly so, probably. I probably would have questioned a lot more, but he doubted and questioned. So he had a moment, like a God-imposed silence period of, I need you to pause. Right. I need you to quit talking. <laughs> I need you to do a little more listening. So let me just help you with that. And let me give the, give you this silence. Okay. And also, like, 
thank goodness for God who doesn't leave us in our doubt, right? Yeah. Like, he doesn't leave us. He waits with us and walks with us through it until we're able to speak again and praise him, which I think is just... So much from my life, you know, in the the times where I've doubted either like what God is doing or how God is doing something or, you know, just questioning God with me, you know, what he's doing. He's there with me waiting, you know, and waiting and waiting for me to speak again and praise him. Mm -hmm. And he knows that, you know, I I feel like God is a bit of a... um, Optimist, you know, like I know you're, I'm gonna, you're gonna come back, you're gonna get on board again. So I'm just gonna be right here waiting on you until you're ready. So I think that's really neat that that God was with him until he was able to speak again and praise him. Um, so the people around them were amazed and just bore witness to this story, which I think is again God providing people to go. Oh my gosh, this has to be the Lord. Yeah. And it also validates, you know, Elizabeth and Zachariah knew what the Lord was doing, but sometimes it's nice when people God provides people around you to say, Look what God is doing, right? right? So because, you know, the months are coming when he's not sleeping, you know, she's trying to feed him, he's up all night or growth spurts or Oh my gosh. Miracle baby. This is your miracle. This is your miracle. You're not sleeping and he's gone through a growth spurt or he's a toddler and is into everything. This is your miracle. You know, so really cool that God provided that for them from the start. Um and, you know, it was eventually to glorify God. It did glorify God then, but how much more so when, of course, then they say, "Who? what is this child going to be? You know, like, which Gabriel had already told Zachariah who this child was going to be. Yeah. But I love that the people were, like, attuned enough to what God was doing to say, whoa, something's happening. Yeah. So then, even though it, it took some years before they actually saw what God was doing, they could probably remember, we knew that kid was going to be special, you know? Yeah. Like, we knew Lord, the Lord was doing something. You know, it's neat to me with several of these stories, like in Matthew's Gospel, where the wise men come into Jerusalem and the whole city is astir, right? Because mm-hmm. that was not a small thing, it was a big deal. Right. And then in this story, where um, a, the, the, the barren wife of a, of a barren priest gives birth and everybody says, oh my gosh, this is God what is this kid going to grow up to be? Mm-hmm. And I wonder if those questions hung around, you know, through his adolescence and his teenagers. And when John the Baptist starts preaching at the River Jordan, if everybody, like if he's got a jump start in his ministry and everybody says, well, we knew that he was right. going to be special, right. you know. Right. Anyway, that's just neat to me. Yeah, yeah. And I think, too, like, I love that Gabriel told Zachariah, this is who this child is going to be. I wonder if he shared that or if he just kind of held that for him and Elizabeth. Yeah. You know, because we know he shared it with Elizabeth. This is going to happen because she knew what to name the baby. But did they just hold on to that or did they tell people? So I think that's really neat where we kind of get to imagine with the text. But I I do think that the Lord gave this, this child, this man who was literally from conception, filled with the Spirit, had this crazy unique role in the life of Christ. I don't think that it is an accident or something that we should overlook that his parents recognized the messengers of the Lord in their own lives, and then they were they were able to be filled with the Spirit, like they were open vessels to be filled. And then they made sure that they followed what God had commanded them, even when it seemed unusual. Yeah. And how... How did that influence John for this unique position in the story of Christ to be able to live this unconventional life in the desert and to maybe do a role that nobody maybe 
imagined for him or imagined that the Christ would need. But, of course, yeah. we know the Christ didn't look like what most people expect right, yeah. him to look like. No. But, you know, how did having these two strong parents in the Lord influence him? It had to, of course. But, you know, I don't think that we should overlook that his parents were so in- instrumental in his life that he was able to do this hard work set before him. Yeah. And just set apart from birth. You know, we had a yeah. baby dedication. I mean, you and I are recording this um, on a Sunday afternoon. And I know our church family is listening to this later. But, um, but you know, this Sunday morning we had a baby dedication. And it just reminds I, one of the things I love about pastoring, I love our kids. I love the children in our church. Mm-hmm. I'm a, kind of a sap that way. <laughs> but, like, it's so neat to me still to stand on a platform with a family who has a new baby and to see them dedicate that child to the Lord. And then to, to read through that lens and think about Zachariah and Elizabeth, who in their miraculous situation, and I guess it's all miraculous, right. but in their miraculous situation, you know, to to dedicate this child to the Lord from birth and to watch what he was going to grow up to be. Ash, I'm thinking about this last statement in your passage that just says, and the hand of the Lord was on him. Mm-hmm. And to think about John the Baptist just growing up, with God's hand on him, with God's spirit moving in him. And a, man, I want to recognize that mm-hmm. in in our in the children of our church, in the kids who are in my home, and really in my life too. I want us to be, I don't know, faithful in so many ways from the story. So, hey, yeah. thank you for putting this devotion together for us. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Thanks well, we really appreciate me. it. Thanks a lot. I hope everybody will uh, be sensitive to the messengers that God sends your way. Hang yeah. on to the hope. Yeah. Thanks, Ashley. Thanks, church.